Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi, this is Barb Crowley and welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil. Today we're going to talk to Emilia Malkinson, but I'm going to call her Emmy. Uh, so it's so much more fitting for her too. Um, Emmy is a has her master's in psychology, but she's also a renowned medium, energy therapist, and source code intuitive. She's the founder of the Ascension Institute and helps clients tack, tap into their birthright codes, unlocking their unique spiritual gifts and divine life purpose. And that's what we're going to talk to her about, the, the birthright codes. That's new to me. So I'm I'm pretty excited to find out about it. Welcome to my show, Emmy. Thanks for being on. Oh, thank you for having me. Thanks. I'm so excited to want... be here. Oh, good. I'm glad. Um, I want to start with, and I did ask you off off camera, um, which came first, psychology or mediumship? <laughs> because um, <laughs> the mediumship was early, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. I, uh, I officially understood that I was a medium probably... 15 years ago, but I've been seeing spirits since I was really little. So obviously psychic mm. came way before the the masters. Yeah. Is that what put you into psychology? To um, say, I little... understand it. Let's pretend I know why. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's a natural pairing when you have somebody coming to you for to connect with their loved one who's passed on. And then at the end of the session, they go, so now what? I feel better, but you know, why do I feel better? And then psychology says, well, probably because you worked through some trauma, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. it, the education definitely supports the mediumship. Mm -hmm. And so naturally they came together like that. When did you start to admit to your, your psychology clients? Um, when did you bring the psychic into it? So I knew early on that I was going to go into psychology um, sort of with a holistic approach. I knew that I wanted to sort of bridge energetic healing with, um, you know, talk therapy, that the mind and the, the energy aspect are really, really um, connected. And so I think from early on, I knew that the clients that I wanted to work with understood that I had an energy background, an energy healing background, and were open to to the talk therapy being integrated with um, a combined energy approach. And so, all of my clients now are are both energy and psychology I'm clients. Actually, coming to you for the both. Yeah, the, the fact that you yeah. married the two together. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Do you um and I've always wondered about this, you know, with my own work. It's um so often we can see the core, you know, the real issues when when they don't know, you yes. know, what it is. I always think mm -hmm. that I'm I'm just almost like the electrical wire between the plug and the appliance. And yes. you know, and the spirit is telling me 
what they've been trying to tell the person sitting in front of me for a very yeah. long time. They're shouting yeah. at you and you can't hear. So I'm here <laughs> to tell you what you kind of already know, but right. but they don't know. It, it is yeah. often that they don't know. So mm-hmm. um, how do you do that when they come in and they say, you know, here's my life story. Here's my story. Here's what I want to work on. Here's. Yeah. And meanwhile, you're looking at him and you're thinking, no, that's not. (laughs) (laughs) That is (laughs) that is a real question. Yes. You have experience. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It's I think that was um, early on in my career. I think that was one of the hardest parts I used to kind of clam up because somebody would come in and they would be really focused on something traumatic that happened, heartbreak, Mm. uh, loss of a loved one, whatever the case may be. And it, as they're talking, I'm looking at their energy and you can see the block and it's an inner child block, something that occurred to them when they were tiny, that's now occurring in their life later on as an adult. And they're working on this. And this is a silly way of describing it. But I used to say to clients, I feel a little like we're licking the concrete. Like we're not going to make a dent in licking what's going concrete. on today. <laughs> oh, that's a funny just, way of putting it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of true. It's, it's, it's oddly painful. It's not totally mm-hmm. purposeful. You know, maybe we can clean a little bit of the concrete, but it's not the most healthy way of doing it. So yeah, yeah. it's, I think it was just about being brave, you know, as a medium sometimes, and you can correct me if I'm wrong in your own practice, but as a medium, we have to be brave in what we're channeling. We have to let go, trust that spirit knows the answer, um, really pair with spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's hard. Not expect the outcome. It really is. It really is hard. Yeah. Right. To, To not be attached. We, yes. we have to be in that neutral place and not be attached to what we're saying or have a judgment on it because yes. I'm sure you've been in situations that um, I've been in too, that during the situation, I'm completely neutral and everything is. Yeah. And later I think, oh my God, <laughs> oh my God, you know, I can't believe that happened to that person or that life situation actually went on. Yeah. Right. But at the time there's no, emo- no emotion really is what it is. It's so neutral. It just, yeah, is a it's a con- you're just a container for a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I've had to say to people, yeah, well, you can lie to yourself, but you can't lie to me. <laughs> We've had to do that thing, you know? <laughs> that's that's a powerful yeah. statement in and of itself. You to, yeah. But see, that that just shows that you're pretty cozy in doing this for a while because I think in mm-hmm. my early in my early readings, I don't know if I had the bravery to say, like, mm, we're right. we're kind of circumventing what's really important here. And you can tell yourself that this is the thing that's really affecting you, but deep down it's more this. And oftentimes it was self-worth or some of those inner, those inner shadows that we ignore. And right. so right. it's it's hard. It's hard to mm-hmm. deliver higher perspective readings where right. they just top down, looking down on everything. A lot of times too. And I don't know if you could do this. I know I I can in looking back because I'll go back through their lives. um, And while going back, I'm I'm looking at them all the way back, but I'm also heading for past life to say, did you bring it in Mm -hmm. with you? Mm -hmm. Did, Did it happen here? Or did you bring 
the sensitivity in and then it got confirmed or it got activated. You know, where did this happen? And a lot of times you'll get to like four years old and you'll see a brain, yeah. you'll see a trauma. Yeah. You'll see a, and it's like, they'll tell you their whole story that they've worked on and they're kind of proud of. <laughs> and then you say to them, what happened at four? <laughs> and then the horse abandoned. What happened at four? Happened? <laughs> I know. How do you oh, how did I... you deal with that once you started to do it enough that you were because I think it's a validation that gives you the comfortableness yes. to, to finally just come out and say, No, this is it. I can see it. This is it. Well, right. it's how do it... you handle some of that stuff? You know, um, I would love to take beautiful credit and say that I, you know, over time learned, but I I actually had a pivotal moment in my gifts where you know, God, source, creator, universe, whoever you honor, um, removed my gifts and it, and it was, that's a trauma. (laughs) It was a dark night moment, you know, where your soul goes, what happened? I, it was just, I was going through my own life. I was going through my own divorce. I was going through, um, just a lot in my life. And I was really being pushed and encouraged to grow my gifts. And mm-hmm. I had really settled into just being a medium. And I had a dream where a guide and God honestly came to me in my dream. And they were like, we are not breaking through to you. I don't think you're listening at me. And so I just remember waking up that next morning and feeling like a shell of myself. And I didn't realize how much I'd leaned until that point on my intuition and listening and talking to spirit. And so it was kind of an empty day. And it went oh. on for weeks and I was like, okay, I'm listening. I'm sorry. I'm listening. And they were like, we need you to be brave in your, in embarking in the growth of your gifts, which, in, which requires you trusting us completely. And then the next slew of clients that I had, I started getting bookings on my website again. And I was scared because I was like, I don't have my gifts. I don't know if I can do this. Oh, um, yeah. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're having that moment. Yeah. Of like, can uh-oh. I perform? Yeah, can I perform? It's performance I... anxiety in a way. Yes, you just yeah. you're like this is a paying client, and you know, um, I just remember she she asked me a question, and she brought up that she this is something that had been recurring to her over and over and over, and that was kind of the first time that I saw, um, like the sacred geometry and the energetic codes, and I just instantly apologized to her and told her that I had been without my gifts and that. I was trying something new and it was this completely, you know, transformative moment in my gifts where um, we talked about her Akashic and her past lives and that she'd had dreams that I was unaware of. And it wasn't just about connecting to her loved ones. It was an entirely her energetic library process. And so from that point, I have learned to just be brave because at any point you never know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. When you can wake up without your gifts. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> talk about trauma. Trust, <laughs> but, trust spirit that they, so they know how what's did best you, for us. Yeah. How did you know, though, the Acacia records and all of that? Had you played with that before? Or because you said you not. had only done mediumship. Yeah, I hadn't. I had started to see some of my, I have my own past life memories, but I didn't understand. It was, it was a while ago. So I didn't, I didn't really fully understand what the Akashic library was, but 
um, in this meditation that with that specific client, we had gone to a temple and there was a door and my, my guides were new. So the whole process was new and they were just telling me, you know, bring her to the door, open the door. And it was just rows of scrolls. And they were like, I, she knows exactly there, yeah. which yeah. it's I've been so to the course, temple. Yeah. You, afterwards I'm, you know, Googling, what did I just see? <laughs> yeah. And it was like, it amazing that it, when you Google it and it's like, oh my God. And they describe it, what you saw. And it's, it's like, oh, I didn't make it up. <laughs> I didn't. They all Validation, know about it too. Right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so, so sitting in front of somebody is the first time you really did yes. this then. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty frightening right there. It, talk about a test was, of courage. It's it's yeah. crazy. She now she's been my client for six years. We're such great friends. And so we love to just joke around about how that all evolved. I, but I mean, for you, you're bringing it up and saying that you did you have a pivotal moment like that, or was it just something that you learned through your own media? You know, I I cut it uh, when I was growing up, I could always do it. You know, it was just mm-hmm. natural. And, you know, in fact, my mother tells a story about my aunt, you know, when I was a baby, said, I can't stay here. She's spooking me out because <laughs> I was talking to the other <laughs> side so much. <laughs> I can't stay. I have to leave. She's spooking me out. <laughs> but so during, cute. you know, when I was so young and then really up until about 10 years old, I think, it was just natural to me, but I found um, that when I played games, you know, or actually the moment I remember, we were down at a park a couple blocks from my house and a bunch of kids, and we were putting blindfolds on and turning, uh, uh, you know, turning everybody around. And then you had a point to where your house is, and I could do it every time. And I heard somebody whisper to somebody else, she's cheating. And so the next time it was my turn and they turned me around, I knew exactly where my house was and I pointed the other way, you know, and it was that point that I started to really shut it down. I, You know, kid, you want to conform more than you want this, you know? So, and after that, then it was psychic hits. I'd get Mm. psychic hits. I'd get the protection hits. I'd get... You know, or sometimes it's like, ooh, don't trust that one. <laughs> so certain psychic hits, but I wasn't in control of it, really. Right. And then um, eventually um, I was an empath. And and right. as an empath, I was out of body so much at the time, visiting everybody else and becoming everybody else in a sense, but gathering yeah. all that information and then coming back. And uh, coming back in and then not knowing which was my thought, which was their thought, you know, it was jumbled. When you come back in as an empath, I believe it's jumbled. So I actually ended up going and getting training. So now I'm a recovered empath. (laughs) So (laughs) along with the training, then I could own my own ability, you know, and controlling it. So mm-hmm. I, um, unless I'm really in a dangerous situation or something, I sit down to be psychic. And when it's over, I turn it off. 
Yes. You know, so I do lose at card games. I do. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know where the keys are, you know, all of those things. And then when it's time, I'll sit down and go to a certain space and turn it back on. You know, yeah. but that's not to say that I'm, you know, that I still don't get some psychic hits of, you know, mm, don't go there or mm, don't get close to that person. You know, there are some psychic hits right. that'll go on. Yeah. Well, I think that's, so, a, I think that's part of the growth process of being a medium and um, just the boundaries, the learning when to turn it on and when to turn it off rather than right. just leaving the door open all the time. Yeah. Which is exhausting and um, it really messed with my head, to be honest. It mm. really, because as much as I was going out, all those other empaths were coming in. So yep. it was, you know, and I hear empaths talk about it now where some people can't go into the grocery store or whatever. They're just mm -hmm. so unprotected. So I'm, I'm pretty right. lucky I was able to find my way through it. You know, yeah. and, and get control really is what it is. So that that's my story of of you know my moment of finally somebody teaching me get in body, stay in body. Now develop your skills. You know, do it that way. Yeah, and uh, changed everything. Actually, it did change everything for me. So um, thank God I didn't have it where it went away. <laughs> I took yeah. the easy path, apparently. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I don't. I just. It's it's yeah. funny what it'll take us to shake us out of fear. I had no idea mm -hmm. how fearful I was, and and like you, you know, I had my moments where I just wanted to be like everyone else, but I still I to conform. Wanted. Yeah. I wanted to have both. I wanted to feel like everybody else, but right. I didn't want to be without my gifts because it's it's a huge aspect of me. It's a part of me. Oh and my so, God. It's a, there's so much positive to it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And when, when it's gone, it's like you're, you've gone blind and deaf. You don't you're know lost. how to function in the world. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's really amazing thing, but um, I'm able to, and I got taught where I can be a medium. I can go to past lives. It, it, mm. it, once I connect into the person's spirit, I can go anywhere with it. Which That's amazing. Great. So I didn't get That's amazing. too pigeonholed. Yeah. Which yeah. is fabulous. But there are a lot of things still I don't know, which is why I have the podcast and I get to talk <laughs> to everybody. And it's fabulous. I meet so many interested people. And you mentioned before um, the, uh, you know, energetic codes. And right. I don't know what that is. And, and mm -hmm. we talked at the beginning about the birthright codes. And I don't know what these are. So, so you're on. That's why, <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to rewind a little bit before I go into what energetic mm -hmm. codes are, because, um, like I said, I have my pre-mortal memories, meaning like I, I do definitely remember where I came from before this life and yeah. it was in a city of light. And this, these energetic codes were my best attempt to put it into English, my, my language, obviously, because my memories that are so ingrained in me, they became debilitating as a kid, you know, because I longed to go home so badly. And that is, right. that's right. a hard space to be in, to learn to be present, to understand your purpose here and to not long to be someplace else, right? Mm -hmm. That's growing up. But there in my, in my memories, everyone, all spiritual sentient beings communicated and existed with this life force energy, 
right? And so energetic codes are are my version of what I started to see in people when they would come and visit me in talk therapy. I would see people walk in and beyond their aura, I could see their energetic template. So that's what I call the birthright codes, the energetic codes, the genetic makeup, all of the predisposition lessons and you know um, abilities that we came into this world with where I just kind of called them the birthright codes. They are our birthright to, you know, the infinitely purposeful life that we're all meant to have. And the energetic codes are sort of those energetic things that come from our environment. So a lot of people will talk about um, solar flashes and Schumann resonance and some of these energetic things that are coming in from our environment that interact Mm -hmm. with our own unique coding. And so, okay, you want to explain them because a lot of my listeners may not know what they are. Okay, so the birthright the codes or the yeah, well, oh the no, Schumann, like the Schumann, yeah. So I don't even have perfect understanding of it. I think mm-hmm. I think the way that it's described is is sort of the energy that is being exuded from within the earth, and then what is on the earth between you know humanity and sort of the consciousness of us, and it's and it's you can you can people track it. There's like people measure human yeah. resonance energetic trackers and they they show how we spike um in humanity when things are going on in the world so we have hard things like uh war and then we have other beautiful things where people come together for holidays and it's just the ebb and flow of our frequency and mm-hmm. it's a whole thing because as we understand consciousness or as I'm learning about consciousness, it's all a frequency. Everything we feel, everything we see, everything we're experiencing carries a frequency. And mm-hmm. so love carries a very specific high vibrational frequency while fear carries a lower frequency. And so the Schumann resonance is this, um, a lot of new age people are just really following because it shows how we are just as humanity spiking into this ascension process right. where we're it's reaching not only levels. new age, it's scientific as well, where the science, yeah, which is beautiful, are, are following this. And it's changed drastically over the last, you know, 10, 20, 30 years. There's been right? changes. Yeah. Which is scary because we don't know what it means. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun to watch. I didn't. I saw yeah. something about a blackout on you know, and they're like, "Ooh, a blackout." We you know, everything went dark, and I'm like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> Is that good? Right. And I don't have enough to know either. Yeah, I I know very little about it, but I know the frequency and that it's being followed and that it's changed and it's changed right. quite a bit. Yeah, quite right. A bit. But and it's coming from the earth. It's almost like um, signals, almost it's, uh-huh. um, or but a, it's, a frequency is the best way to say it. Yeah. And then think, you mentioned um, something else too, which now I don't remember. Along with the human frequency, solar something. Oh, solar. solar. Yeah. Now that I don't know about. <laughs> so, so a lot of people right now are following the solar explosions that are happening from oh, the, the sun. Storms. Yeah. And so, you know, CMEs and these things are hitting our earth. And um, again, we'll call it new age people believe that when they do hit the earth, it's raising our vibration. 
And so it's all part of this cycle that the earth is going through. And I don't know if you believe in the the whole, you know, raising of dimension in the earth, at, you know, structure, 3D, 5D, all of those extra densities and dimensions. Mm-hmm. But just that those, those solar, you know, flares that are hitting us carry, you know, genetic codes. And if you, I like to think of it where it kind of really resonated with me when I first started hearing this, because I started to get overwhelmed was that a lot of people would talk about, oh, it's retrograde. We're in this, you know, the planets are aligning and we're in retrograde. And I'm like, well, how, yeah. how can we embody and embrace astrology on such a level where we look at how the planets align and believe yeah. that based on when we're born, it's going to affect us differently. Oh, it's in Capricorn. We are a Libra that, yeah, you know, yeah. so we have the basic knowledge. It's mm-hmm. just taking that and kind of growing the idea. So I guess you could say birthright codes are maybe like your astrology sign that you're born with the predisposition Mm -hmm. of who you are. And then like retrograde or a full moon, or some of those things that are happening outside of our environment being the energetic codes. Those are the things that change the way we feel based on our birth genetic makeup. Mm -hmm. So So the birthright is you, what you come in with and then the uh, energetic is what you get impacted with yeah. here. There you go. Of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a lot too. <laughs> yeah. It's, That's a lot. It's never ending, right? Mm-hmm. Or, um, on the birthright codes, and this is true of astrology, and I've asked astrologers this as well. Um, do you believe that we come in with a plan and we've already designed all of it. Yeah. So, you know, is it is there destiny? Is there free will? You know, the big question. <laughs> you know, yeah. the big I, ones. <laughs> I I have to imagine and I've grappled with this my my whole life, but my one of my strongest memories of my premortal existence was sitting on clouds. And it's true. And I was looking down on earth and I didn't want to come, if I'm being honest. I said I don't want to go. Right. And they're like, but you have to. Your soul needs this and you have purpose. And I'm going, I don't want to. I really, really, really don't want to. Let's skip it. Yeah. Let's skip it. Can't I just, yeah. can't I just, you know, say we did yeah. and yeah, yeah. put it no. on the resume. I'll swear to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, it was a lot of pleading and I think it, yeah. that added, I think that was one of my first traumatic moments because I really just didn't want to leave. And, but they were like, you know, here are your soul lessons and then it's kind of blurry. And mm-hmm. I remember negotiating with my guides and saying, I'll go, I will go. If you promise mm-hmm. me that when I get there, I can always hear you, that I can always see you. And that I will remember this moment that I didn't know that that makes you a weirdo when you get here. So <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one, one foot in two worlds. Yeah. I, yeah. so it was a catch 22. And I, I kind of remember my guides giving side eyes to each other and going, all right, we'll give you what you wanted. And yeah, so yeah. I I think that, yeah, we do come in. And I know that I picked specific things that I wanted to learn. I know, have you ever run into somebody that you instantly know and you, you've oh, never yeah. met them before? Yeah. But you those know, them. they're so familiar. They, they're, yeah. Soul they're group meant to be. Yeah. Soul group, yeah. soul family, synchronicities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yet every day is filled with choice and the ability for aligned action. So it's mean aligned action. Um, 
I think that we all know we have that intuitive, that intuitive voice inside of us that says, mm, this person's probably not good for you. And yet yeah, we go, yeah, ah, that. that's fine. Yeah. They're Aligned fun. Action is, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's great. It's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. So aligned yep. action is when we listen to our inner voice a little bit, mm-hmm. or we push through fear to chase yeah. our dreams, aligned, anything like that, aligned action that puts us on a great soul path. Mm-hmm. That's all free will though. There's no guarantee that we're going to come here and do everything we promised to do. It's We still have to take aligned action. And so mm-hmm. that's that free will piece that I have to take into consideration. I don't know. Do you believe that? No, I don't think we have any free will here. People hate me saying this. I don't think, I I think before we come here, (laughs) I think before we come here, I think we have our committee, which are our guides. And I Mm -hmm. think we build a body. I think we hardwire it with a personality. I think we design what we want to experience and we will see our life and, you know, and then we birth ourselves into the situation that'll give us right. those experiences, but also right. we have the body that'll support it and the personality. And I Absolutely. think we'll see our lives and react through that personality the whole time we're alive. And I, hmm. because we rewired ourselves, you know, and, and pre-planned <laughs> it and all of that, I don't think we really have much choice here. I think we have complete free will before we come. But I think once we put out the plan and, and, you know, do all the designing and the, the making the body and the personality and the situation and all of it. No, I I don't think we do. I think we get, so you think think we come with all of that and then still it's, there's no choice to change what you've come with. That's fun. No. That's a fun topic to go down. You know, I think we're kind of on the train. We're no longer driving. <laughs> <laughs> you know, watch the scenery. And I say to people, you know, and I'm sure you get people like this all the time. They want to look forward. They want to plan their life. They want to figure yes. it out and all of this. And, you know, I say, believe me, when you get older, you realize when you look backwards is where you see where the dots connected, but you can Mm -hmm. never see it looking forward. You just, you could never have planned it. I live in Denver. I grew up in New Jersey. I didn't even know where Denver was. (laughs) So to end up living in Denver, that would never have been in my plan. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes I say to people, don't think, don't try to manifest too much because you don't want to make your world small when your world is really very large. You don't know oh, I the love plan. That. You just don't know yeah. the plan. You know, when you're yeah. old and look back, you can see it, but now you can't see it. Look forward. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, I guess I don't believe in free will at all. I think we just that. designed ourselves, you know. And some of it based on past lives, but a lot of it based on what we want to do, mm. what, what we want to experience. And I think it is all experience, just like a roller coaster. You yeah. Know, we scare ourselves to death. We get to the end. We think, oh, my God, after we scared ourselves, well, that was fun. Let's go do that again. <laughs> so it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So, yeah, I I guess I don't. 
But the birthright codes, from what you were saying, it, it's like almost the plan. Is that yeah, what it is. it is? It's like a template. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like a blueprint for for all of our our soul missions and soul choices and you know all the mm-hmm. things that you believe manifest and were choices before this i think i think that's exactly what they are we come in with this predisposition genetic makeup that holds all of the possibilities we planned for ourselves and sort of those pivotal things that we need to experience and go through to grow our soul in the way we hope it will grow in this incarnation mm-hmm. and so i like to say um, you know, somebody was supposed to be a basketball player and this is not to put short people down, but you know, usually they're taller or they have some exactly. sort of, you know, they have athletic right? ability, athletic prowess, <laughs> right? you know, birthed into them, right. which I have none of. So I'm very me short. And- That's what I mean. Yeah, me too. So I, I didn't come in with the ability to be anywhere near a basketball player right. or the desire <laughs> to even follow the game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just we're hardwired. But that's what I mean. To... We 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 have kind of come in with we have designed our bodies for the for the um, experiences we want to have. So if I were going to be a basketball player, I'd certainly be tall with athletic oh, yeah. ability, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but have you? But ever, you think have that you ever... we? I'm I think sorry, that we. Oh no, I was I think we were asking the same question because I think I, sometimes you have people come to you and they're like I'm so lost. And mm-hmm. so while I always honor that, you know, feeling lost off path, I don't believe that we ever choose wrong. I think even when we feel mm-hmm. lost, it's part of our process. But I think that there there is a bit of free will because I can see where there's moments in my life where I really was faced with choosing something pretty black and white and mm. knowing that the braver thing to do and the more important thing to do was the right side of the road and not being ready and feeling like absolutely not. And then having that full circle come again, you know, 10 years later and going, Ooh, mm. I am not picking that again. I'm going to choose yeah, yeah. left. And then oh, everything I see. beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like that free will that like, it's not that it won't come around again. I think that my belief mm-hmm. is that it, that we have these pivotal things, these little, these little points in our life that, that kind of keep us moving forward on our soul path. But, yeah, but, but that we get credit for it when we finally choose it. I just, mm-hmm. otherwise, but you know, we like have a school. miserable time. So let's say if we, <laughs> If we have our choice between A and B and we chose A and then in 10 years it comes up again. And this time we know to choose B. Did we, we have know a miserable to 10 years? <laughs> I mean, because we went this way and not that way. You know, was it just uh, a miserable 10 years of not accomplishing or was that a different road? I think it's a different road. I don't know. I think... I don't want to look at my life and say that if I chose B or A and it wasn't the right choice that I was in misery. I think that is the whole point of this journey is to experience and grow. Every time you learn a lesson, every time you experience something, I think it's that godly understanding of of seeing something from a different perspective. And I, that's all I want to do when I leave this life is to see in everything from every perspective so that I have empathy for, right. for everyone's experience. 
And I, mm-hmm. I think that's my soul lesson is to just experience as much as I can and do so with an open heart. And that kind of opens the door to saying, well, pick A, B, C, and D, and we'll just see how this turns out. And it usually always ebbs and flows back to the path we were supposed to be on. So then I guess I would be agreeing with you. Yeah, we have free will, but it always brings us back to the path anyway. Right, right. Yeah, (laughs) it feels horrible until we do it. But it's not fun. (laughs) Right, right. And I actually think that that we do want to experience everything. So let's Mm -hmm. say if we're going to have... um, a number of lifetimes experiencing money. So we're going to experience wealth. We're going to experience inherited wealth, one wealth, Mm -hmm. you know, lottery, wealth that we made ourselves that we, you know, just made the money and became wealthy that way, you know, um, money that we lost, that we had and we lost, you know. But at the same time, in the wealth, trajectory of lifetimes, we're also going to experience poverty. And no matter how hard we work, we're not going to get anything, you know, that kind, Mm -hmm. we're going to experience the other side. So that Mm -hmm. at the end of our wealth trajectory, we understand money completely. And I've read people where money doesn't matter to them. Money's, and they've already done that trajectory they've already experienced right. money or wealth and and when i'm saying wealth i'm meaning money because there's wealth in right. many ways but Abundance i'm meaning money all. here but you know they've already experienced it in every which way and when right. i read them i say that money is neutral to them they will always have it it's not an issue they're not worried about it it will mm-hmm. just be there you know, mm-hmm. and I know they already did that, like those lifetimes of having experienced right. it. But the other thing um, I I believe is that, um, so let's say if two people are walking down the street and they walk by somebody who's homeless and one person okay. in their gut understands this yeah. beyond how they could from their own life, you know, they understand yeah. it at a real core level. And they mm-hmm. know where to help, when to help, where not to help, where to allow the person to be and have the experience that they want to have, you know, but also be of help. I mean, not not charitable, but not try to be controlling or anything else. And the other person they're walking with. So let me back up a little bit. I think they've had a lifetime of being homeless. And that's why they understand it so deeply that they've been that person. But the other person has not had a lifetime like that and, and can project or feel empathy, but cannot understand it at that core level. And I really believe that the ability to be everybody, to have experienced everybody, um, allows you to completely accept a person and their experience. And that is unconditional love. That complete Mm -hmm. acceptance is Mm -hmm. unconditional love. But the Mm -hmm. only way to get there, you have to experience it. You can't read about it. You can't watch the movie. (laughs) You can't hear about it. (laughs) You have to really experience it. And I Mm -hmm. think that is a lot of life. I I do think that is a lot of life. And I also I think, think that's a powerful that, understanding. Yeah. And then I also think like um, 
souls coming here the first time will shoot somebody. And their first thought is, wow, that's pretty <laughs> wild. I wonder what it's like to be shot. And they will be shot within the lifetime or the next lifetime <laughs> just to experience the other just side. Be- <laughs> I know it's kind of weird, kind of weird. It's a, but I think it's a, it's talking- a cool concept to dig into, you know, if yeah. we knew that. I think I would want to approach life, not that I would need to be shooting anybody and then be shot, but I'm just saying, right, I think- right. Well, you've already done have, it, probably. <laughs> I'm, yes, yeah. I'm very happy. Again, you know, I still mm-hmm. have my feelings when I get to the end of this incarnation that I want to be done. I'm I'm good. I, yeah. I yeah. feel like I'm ready. But but at the same time, you know, I think, I think every day presents an opportunity to see the world from a new perspective, to experience it in someone else's shoes, to walk- to walk the walk of someone new. And maybe that's why I went into psychology, you know, to sit with, and as a medium, all you do is listen to other people's experiences and have non-judgment channel their emotions and see everything from, from their eyes. And it's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's hard to explain to people like why that would be so powerful, why, what that does for the soul you know, what would be the purpose of wanting to be shot and then shoot or vice versa? Why do you, why do you think that is so important for us? Well, I I think it is. I think we have to know both sides of everything. Mm. (laughs) I think we have to experience everything like the money thing, you know, to experience extreme wealth, you have to experience extreme poverty you know, um, to to have the power that wealth brings. You have to experience a powerless that, you know, poverty brings. You can't, to have one experience without the other, it's a very shallow experience. It, it doesn't, you don't have the full experience of wealth. You know, I, I don't know how you could, you know, but nobody wants to experience the, the hard parts. <laughs> it's like, ooh. But um, yeah, I think that's what we do. I I honestly think that's what when we come here in reincarnation, that that's what we're doing is is experience every aspect. And then um, and then that way we can accept every aspect because we've been there. We've we've understood it completely and accept the people and the experience of it. You know, and that to me is unconditional love because how else? I don't know what else unconditional love is, to be honest. Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's a guess. Yeah, it's a guess. But back to you. Sorry. Um, You said you remember your own birth. You remember? Yeah. What was that like? I mean, was that a trauma? Oh, (laughs) goodness. It is trauma. (laughs) So, uh, goodness thankfully i don't remember the physical part of it i don't remember the whole birth canal bit you know my my children always ask me you remember being born so you remember i'm like no 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 <laughs> just just the waking up <laughs> no okay um, waking up in the I, world the first time waking up in the world looking around feeling i have my my memories is twofold because i remember sitting there and almost jumping down, like what I would say, it was like an energetic tube where, you know, there's lights coming. And I used to dream about that as a baby and I still have some dreams about it. Um, And just having that, that hesitation of, of being born into a physical body. 
because we're spirit in my previous memories. And there's a freedom to that. There's here in the physical body, we are born with, you know, five senses and then everything else is like this developed sense, the clear senses and, and that's all intuitive, but they're not tangible. And so being born into a body and remembering that in my first moment is sort of the jarring feeling that I, I didn't love. Um, I just remember thinking in my mind, full sentences, just, this isn't right. This isn't right. This isn't, this isn't what, this isn't what I signed up for. This isn't right. And I just remember screaming and the doctor looking at me like, oh, she's good. She's screaming. And I'm like, I'm yelling. You don't hear me. Why is nobody understand? I'm cold. I remember the green and the lights and being confused. I love you, mom. When I saw her, I'm like, that's not my mom. Who are you? And I was, it was a very confusing feeling that sort of, um, I think really set me on the trajectory of feeling sad for a while because I felt so disconnected from my experience because it was so different than my previous life that it took me a while to get cozy grounding in to having a body. And so a lot of my very, very, very early memories from birth on, I always had an angel or a guide with me and they were there. I don't fully understand why protecting me and just reminding me that I chose to come here because I was, I wanted out. I was screaming. I wanted out of my body. I didn't like that. I couldn't talk to people. You you only have crying and that was maddening yeah. to me. Um, so did you? Were you trapped? Did you feel trapped? Yes. Very claustrophobic. Just, yeah, yeah. I, you know, you can't walk, you can't do anything. You're just mm-hmm. a bobblehead. And yet in my mind, I have very clear memories from the moment I was born having full sentence thoughts. So my thoughts weren't screaming. They were, yeah. I'm scared. Why can't you understand me? This isn't right. I'm cold. I'm hungry. I don't like this. And, you know, your parents and all those around you are looking at you like, okay. And you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Pick you're me freaked up. out. You're totally freaked yeah. out. <laughs> How long it did that fun. last? How long did the freak out last before um, you got honestly, comfortable in your body? Honestly, until I was about four years old. So in the very beginning, when I was born, um, I, I have memories for the first like week, very, very clear memories. And then I kind of remember an angel coming and being, and just saying, peace, you need peace. You have to have peace. And, and my mom remembers me calming down after the first week, they thought I was really like colicky. They don't, she, they didn't know what was wrong for me. It was like, I had to have somebody come in and say, she's going to implode. Let's calm her down. And, um, from that, it got a little guy couldn't calm you down. The one that was holding your hand kind of thing. I, they, I don't know. I think I must've signed up to experience it, but I remember thinking like, wait a minute. I don't know if I should know all this. I think it would be better if I forgot it. Mm -hmm. So I see the purpose in having our memories be tempered at that time because it is jarring and Yet I was Don't like, you no, think no. kids kids can see both sides till about four or five years old that they I, they can see both sides and then it's gone. I, then the veil gets pulled. Yeah. I do. 
having, I don't know if you have children, I do. And um, no, I, I video. But I've seen them enough. Yeah. Yeah. I video of my children very oh, clearly talking yeah. to spirit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, great. They're, you know, I didn't, you're excited to have children, but then you're, you're hesitant if you're a medium or, you know, psychic or anything right. like that. You're like, oh gosh, yeah. are my children going to have that same existence? It's, I don't know, but both of my children from day one could see and experience spirit. And I was just like, well, I guess it's done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, out of your hands anyway. It's out of my hands. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Now, could you yeah. see their birthright codes in your own children or was that too close? No, that's what's funny is I, um, my daughter was probably my first experience with, she's my second born. She was the first one in my stomach to, to really start talking to me. And she has memories now, you know, she's 10 now of these conversations we had with oh, each wow. other. She asked me, yeah. you know, a couple months ago, mom, when we were talking and you were on the walk about what you wanted to decorate my room, she's like, were you glad that I picked pink instead of purple? And I was like, how did you know that? And she's like, oh, you were talking to me. And I kept telling you that I like pink better than purple. And oh, wow. You know, and I was, it's just my children so are amazing. Your kids validation. came in with the same gifts, basically. Yeah, they actually have uh, stronger gifts than I do, which is oh, really? overwhelming. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of unnerving in a way. It's an as their mom, it's like, oh, geez, don't be listening to my don't, thoughts, please. <laughs> that's yeah. They yeah. they hold me accountable. <laughs> it's yeah. it's fine. My son always says, "Mom, it is what it is. You just need to accept it." So. Don't freak out because we're not freaking out. And it's again, it's funny. Their their innocence almost makes it easier for them. Mm -hmm. right. You know, as adults, we're always trying to unwind what's happening around us, the weird things that are occurring that we see. And they're like, Mwah. it's normal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before they get complicated. Right. How do you help your people you work with see their own birthright codes, or do you just see them and then tell them, basically? No, no, we do. We do what would probably be likened to like an Akashic deep dive. So oftentimes we, we journey together, we connect our energy, our guides show up. It's this sort of deep dive into their own energetic template. And then, um, guides sort of prompt me to ask them questions and then, the, and then everything starts to unfold. Then they start to see their own energetic templates. I start to see their own energetic templates and then the, the whole thing's done it's fun because we compare notes and it's all of these, you know, aha moments. Oh my gosh. I see why I was probably stuck in that relationship. Gosh, I can't wait because this is what I'm really supposed to do with my life. Wow. Mm. I ignored that time when I, I was really called to be, I don't know, an artist rather than going into, you know, working in this trade industry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Talk about getting off the path. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> How much, so it's a deep dive. Um, it's a meditation. Um, how much creativity? How important is creativity in your world? Oh my gosh. Do you notice that? Yes. Because I've seen I, it, you know. With yes. People. Yes. I think a I'm lot of I'm saying this from arts. a person who is not creative at all. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it in other people. Let me put it that way. <laughs> That it that is so truly important. It it's is spirituality. True. Yes. You know, it really is. Yeah. 
It's that joyous vibration of the things that we enjoy when we're little, oftentimes what we like to create when we're tiny and we're free to do that. You see kids build with blocks. It's amazing um, what kids nowadays can come in, you know, coding things on just the creativity that they're born with. And Mm -hmm. I just, they're damn right frightening. (laughs) It's, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, they're so far ahead. It's damn right frightening. Yeah. Yeah. Embarking on a new era. Yeah. How long does it usually take when you're working with somebody for them to get to the birthright codes or is there trauma that would block it or? Ooh, that's a great question. You know, it, I always say it's, it is as successful as someone is to be open. So you have somebody who comes in and they're, you know, a little skeptical and that's always okay because everybody leaves with something. Um, mm-hmm. But oftentimes- and they should be skeptical. I think they course. should be a little skeptical. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's it, good. It, yes, we, you know, I don't just jump into people's readings for what, when I get readings and just go, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I trust everything you say. You know, you have to be yeah. open to yeah. the idea, but also have mm-hmm. have some good judgment. Right. Um, but again, I think it's, some people can get a full birth rate reading in one sitting others. Mm -hmm. It takes like three or four sessions for them to put the whole picture together. Some people come in with like a really, really specific question. Like, am I supposed to be with this person? And the answer is twofold. Yes. If this person ever, you know, evolves with you or yes, if you're okay with these things never growing or yes or no, you know, I mean, these, all of the stuff. Mm. And so some people are like, I I don't want a life unless I'm with this person. And then it's like, okay, well, you know, that's, that's a beautiful thing to choose, but here's, here's what's, what's being challenged in you. This is why you might feel unfulfilled because you maybe don't align or you do align and here's where you're going. It just, it completely depends because some people Mm. come in with, um, yeah, blocks some really, some really hard yeah. stuff that they've experienced, and that makes it difficult to be open to the change or to the to the unknown. P- people who've been through trauma don't love unknown; they like things right. fairly stable, which I respect. Mm-hmm. So it does yeah. it takes? It can be a couple sessions. It can be. I've, I've somebody who's seen me for six years, and we're still always dreaming up new birthright mm-hmm. lessons. Still in the onion. <laughs> Yeah, that's life, right? Yeah, yeah. Keep evolving. And how much of it, um, like where I said I go back through the life to the past life to see if they brought it in, how much of it is past life or is it per, you know, per person? So different. I think it's really per person person. because some people are really experiencing something in the very now that Mm -hmm. they have been challenged over and over and over in this incarnation to really address. And then there's some people who come and they're like, I have no idea why I keep experiencing this exact person in this exact situation, be it work or whatever, again and again and again and again. And I don't have any recollection as to why why I would need a boss that treats me this way or whatever it is. Right. And we find out it is past life where they they maybe were you know, wronged by somebody in a position of power or they were the position in power, person in position of power who was... Mm-hmm you know, taking employees for granted. It's so it's, it is really right. dependent on people's life path and sort of what mm-hmm. they're experiencing really is case by case. I think. Do Once you feel I that realize, for you? Is it, 
Um, well, yeah, that's what I find is, you know, once they understand it, there's a release. Once yes. they see it, there's a release and they can let it go. Mm-hmm. It just kind of evaporates. You know? <laughs> it's like, got it. You know, sometimes yeah. when they've gotten into the habit of it, they have to catch the habit. But the right. actual energy behind it is gone. Yeah. You know, then it's just the habit. Yeah. It's pretty interesting being a psychic, I, isn't it? I think those are the only, those are one of the most enjoyable moments when you see somebody have that aha moment and then you watch okay. their soul release and they, yeah. and they feel yeah. peace where there's always been turmoil. And, you mm-hmm. know, then you're like, ah, all the crazy right. days that I have, that one moment was worth it to see someone have. Yeah a lightness about him that they haven't had for a while. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's great. It's amazing. I hate to say it, but we're, I've loved this conversation, but we're coming to the end. It's and I want time. everybody to know where to get hold of you. Oh, thank you. So. Um, they can find me on my website. It's theascensioninstitute.com or they can find me on uh, my social media pages. I, I run a lot of specials on my social media pages. So um, Instagram, it's Emilia, E-M-I-L-E-A dot medium or uh, TikTok is just a, it's a duplicate account, but it's Emilia source codes. But most mm-hmm. importantly, if you need me um, and to honor this conversation, uh, just if you use Barb, B-A-R-B as a coupon, if you want to book anything, you get 20% off. So just for any listeners oh, good. to catch this conversation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, thanks so much for that. And thanks so much for being on. It's been a great conversation. I've enjoyed it. Yes, it's fun to connect with people. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.